Good evening. Today is the 13th of January, 2020. Our readings for this evening. Our Psalms 4 and 7, Genesis 2, 4 through 25, Hebrews 1, 1 through 14, and John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins so that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, sorry, bless me, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Mother in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God. Creator, incarnate, and Holy Spirit, you are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Four and seven. 
Answer me when I call, O God of my right. You gave me room when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, you people, shall my honor suffer shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that God has set apart the faithful for herself. She hears when I call to her. When you are disturbed, do not sin. Ponder it on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in God. There are many who say, Oh, that we might see some good. Let the light of your face shine on us, O God. You have put gladness in my heart more than when their grain and wine abound. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O God, make me lie down in safety. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me. Or like a lion, they will tear me apart. They will drag me away with no one to rescue. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my ally with harm or plundered my foe without cause, then let the enemy pursue and overtake me, trample my life to the ground, and lay my soul in the dust. Rise up, O God, in your anger. Lift, up, lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake, O my God, you have appointed a judgment. Let the assembly of the peoples be gathered around you, and over it take your seat on high. God judges the peoples. Judge me, O God, according to my righteousness, and according to the integrity that is in me. O let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous, you who test the minds and hearts, O righteous God. God is my shield, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who has indignation every day. If one does not repent, God will wet her sword. She has bent and strung her bow. She has prepared her deadly weapons, making her arrows fiery shafts. See how they conceive evil and are pregnant with mischief and bring forth lies. They make a pit, digging it out, and fall into the hole that they have made. Their mischief returns upon their own heads, and on their own heads their violence descends. I will give to God the thanks due to her righteousness, and sing praise to the name of God, the Most High. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis, chapter 2, verses 4 through 25. 
These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bedalium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall die. Then God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man there was not found a helper as his partner. So God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman. For out of man this one was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle A, a song of wisdom. Wisdom freed from a nation of oppressors, a holy people in a blameless race. She entered the soul of a servant of God, withstood dread rulers with wonders and signs. To the saints she gave the reward of their labors and led them by a marvelous way. She was their shelter by day and a blaze of stars by night. She brought them across the Red Sea. She led them through mighty waters. 
but their enemies she swallowed in the waves and spewed them out from the depths of the abyss. And then, God, the righteous sang hymns to your name and praised with one voice your protecting hand. For wisdom opened the mouths of the mute and gave speech to the tongues of a newborn people. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the world, the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Most High, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be his parent and he will be my son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, God says, let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, God says, she makes her angels winds and her servants flames of fire. But of the sun, she says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the righteous scepter is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And in the beginning, God, you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like clothing. Like a cloak, you will roll them up, and like clothing, they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will never end. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels spirits in the divine service sent to serve for the sake of those who inherit salvation? Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
Canticle M, A Song of Faith. Blessed be the God and parent of our Lord Jesus Christ. By divine, by divine mercy, we have a new hope into a living, a new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, we have an inheritance that is imperishable in heaven. The ransom that was paid to free us was not paid in silver or gold, but in the precious blood of Christ, the lamb without spot or stain. God raised Jesus from the dead and gave him glory so that we might have faith and hope in God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. They were in the beginning with God. All things came into being through them, and without them not one thing came into being. What has come into being in them was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born, not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of human, humans, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a parent's only child, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me, ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to his parents' heart, who has made them known. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I believe in God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, their only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third
forgive me if that kept going. I um, I had to take a quick phone call, and I apologize for the interruption. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your queendom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the queendom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Will you suffragist set B, beginning on page 122, that this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful. We entreat you, O God, that your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill. We entreat you, O God, that we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses. We entreat you, O God, that there may be peace to your church and to the whole world. We entreat you, O God, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O God, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of St. John, St. Clare, St. Joan, and all your saints, entrusting one another and all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O God. God in heaven, who at the baptism of Jesus in the river Jordan proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit, grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made and boldly confess him as God and Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness, through the mercies of Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Be our light in the darkness, O God. And in your great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. O God, the life of all who live, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, and the repose of the dead. We thank you for the blessings of the day that is past. And humbly ask for your protection through the coming night. Bring us in safety to the morning hours. Through him who died and rose again for us, 
your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts, and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Keep watch, dear God, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. Now is our time to pause and reflect over the reading. This is a great time to do some silent prayer um, by whatever name you call that contemplative prayer, meditation. And to either focus on a particular petition or grace, or wherever the Spirit leads you. Today I'm not going to leave the tape, so to speak, running. And in a moment when we come back together, we'll share some thoughts on the readings. If you want to email me or message me your particular payer requests, they're anonymous, then I will pray for them offline or silently. Um, if you'd like them shared over the podcast, I can do that as well. I would ask all of you to pray for me. Um, I'm lucky enough to have been referred by a very good friend for a couple of very good jobs. And if it is God's will, then I really hope that Then I pray for God to bless this whole process, applications and interviews and salary negotiation and hiring and work schedule and everything that comes with transitioning to a new job.
the only one. There are many people who are struggling in their work environments. I think it is such a travesty that we have so everyone has a talent, you know? Everyone has talents, plural. We've talked about this in this time before, that God grants us all gifts. And I think that many of us are not developing our gifts to their fullest. We kind of have like clipped wings and we are not allowed to soar in the workspaces that the structures of our culture have have created. And so I pray for for all of uh, all of humankind, all of God's children to be appreciated for their individual gifts and that they may all find places to thrive and grow. And I resolve to lift up and nourish and help to grow both myself and also all of those I come across in my professional and personal life. God, help me always to provide space for others, to be kind, compassionate, and nourishing. Most of all, God, in my most important job as a mother, let me give space and nourishment to my son to help him flourish and grow into the amazing person that you created him to be. Amen. Well, sorry for the personal digression. I do appreciate your prayers, and I will certainly take your prayer requests, too. Um, let's talk about our readings. So talking about our psalms, speaking of giving space, the psalmist in Psalm 4 talks about that God gave the psalmist room when they were in distress. When we're in distress, don't we feel kind of panicky and like things are closing in? I often feel that way. Um, or that's the feeling that often goes along with fear or anxiety for me. And God can just like breathe and expand that. I think that's wonderful how the presence of the Holy Spirit can help us feel both comforted and secure. Like when I was a small child and I was afraid, I would want to go hide in enclosed spaces, you know, underneath the bed or it's, I think that's a pretty normal thing. If it's not, oh well, maybe you can't identify. Sorry about that. Um, and so there's a, a fear of the vast unknown as well. It's, it's fearful and, and sometimes it's exciting and, you know, it's all wrapped up. The whole change is both hard and also exhilarating when we embrace it and tied to what we were talking about a little bit last week, which is God help us to discern between the enemy um, blocking our way as we try to follow your path and your blessing for us and our mission on this earth. Between that and the Holy Spirit giving us a holy warning from a particular direction. And that's a really, it's a tough thing to discern. And we talked a little bit, I won't go into it again here, about some kind of tools for discerning that. But I think it is a way of knowing the presence, the presence 
both helps us feel safe and also helps us feel expansive. Um, I don't think we ever feel trapped by the Spirit. And I think that's part of, part of that discernment is that when God is leading us away from something that is not nourishing, that brings death instead of life, God then leads us to, and other Psalms say this, out into open spaces. And so I say that we take the space that God has given us and that we honor that space as sacred space. And knowing that we were in the safety of of God's hands, stretch out our wings and fly. Um, Like it says later on in, um, in our in our readings, um, like the angels do, the angels who have made, who God has made winds and flame and his servants flames of fire. I have this image of my mind in my mind on the, of the angels like coasting the way you see large birds do on the draft that is the breath of God. That is the wind. It's been windy here where I live and the wind both destroys and it also gives life. I think about scattering seeds and pollination and the power of, of wind and current and direction and all of these things. So it's very much tied together, I think. And... Although it's not the main point of our New Testament reading, which I think we've just jumped to, so just go with me there. Um, And the main point is, of course, you know, who God is, who Jesus is, and what differentiates Jesus from angels and other spirits. And I think that that's important to know, especially in the season of Epiphany. That's what we're doing is knowing God. But knowing the the powers and forces of God and godly spirits, I think, is important, too, because all these things come from God or part of God's creation. And and I think verse 14 really reminds us of of another huge thing that differentiates those spirits which are from God from those that aren't. Are not all angels spirits in the divine service? sent to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. So I picture those angels riding the wind of God and coming to those of us who need them. And yes, I know this sounds a little bit like a celestial Mary Poppins, right? But I think it's true. I think, I think that, that God sends spiritual presence when, when we need it. And, and sometimes we're just so caught up in the fog and the blindness. God, help us to be open to your spirits and to your spirits alone that we may know your presence and the guidance. Let me not, let me not miss the guides that you have sent us. And we know that sometimes this looks totally different but do, than we expect. But not only does God show up in unexpected ways, but also... God can take, as we've talked about before, that which was meant 
for evil, for distraction, to dissuade us from our purpose and turn it to God's good and to our good and our blessing on this earth. So let me become wise, let, let us become wise in the ways of discernment, dear God. Let us see your spirits for what they are. Let us see your guides. And God, even in those times of desolation, pain, or trial, where we've been mistaken or misled, let us see your spirits even there, guiding us, guiding us onto the path. And I don't think it always means backtracking. I think often we've taken a detour, but there's something to be learned in the detour. And when we resume our path, we find that we are further than we left it. Our Hebrew scripture speaks about God's creation. And there's something that really spoke to me in this reading today. It was talking about, in verse 10, a river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. We've talked last week about Jesus being the living water, and in this reading we talk about the earth not growing until God waters it. So I think there's both an aspect of timing there, and then there's also, I think, a metaphor regarding the wellspring of life and living water and that which sustains and and grows us. Um, you guys have heard me talk before about Glennon Doyle, who's one of who's a writer that really resonates with me. And um, what she had to say about about being in the valley and how much that meant to me. I think we shouldn't forget that often in the valley we find the water. That water, because it runs downhill, often streams run into the valley and collect in the valley. And we've talked before about, you know, sometimes you're going through the valley and it's okay to pause. It's more than okay. Sometimes you need to sit down and be in the valley and feel God's presence with you in the valley for God is always present. And so now in this time that seems so dark, both globally and personally, let us find God's living water there. When we find ourselves feeling stuck Let's pause and feel God's presence and drink from God's living water. Take the time to allow ourselves to be replenished, refilled, and redirected. And now in this time of epiphany, when we come to know God, let us know God, God of the valley, God who is with us, not just when we're doing a great job and patting ourselves on the back and really getting rewarded for getting earthly rewards for all of our efforts, but in those times when we feel discouraged and not enough and scared, God is there. Let us know the God of our dark and lonely places. And through that, know our own strength 
you know, the, the characteristics um, of our authentic selves, maybe that's not exactly what I, I mean at the moment, some of these characteristics that we beat ourselves up for are also the things that have gotten us through. The fear that we have, it's, it's a self-preservation thing. So maybe let's take a, ta- a moment in the valley, in the depressed place of the earth, not to wallow, but to feel our feelings, to know ourselves, to learn and go where God leads us. I've said this before, but I'll say it again here. I think sometimes we rush ourselves out of the valley because it's uncomfortable. We also don't like to let ourselves linger too long on the mountaintop. We might crave it. We might already be looking for the next one as we depart one, but but we tend to not let ourselves rest. We especially tend to not let ourselves rest, I think, in the valley. And I think when we push ourselves too quickly toward the next thing, or even toward the healing, we miss out. Maybe it's that the wound doesn't get cleaned out all the way and it festers a little bit. And we have to come back to it and care for it again. Or maybe it's that there's wisdom and insight that we don't quite get in the valley. And it's okay. I don't think God ever lets us miss out. I think the opportunity comes again, maybe in the next valley, maybe later, maybe in a completely different circumstance. But I, for one, am thirsty for knowledge, for wisdom. And I, <laughs> I guess I have FOMO for God. I don't want to miss out on any experience. So as hard and as scary as it is, I'm here. I'm here in this valley of anxiety and pressure. And my prayer is that I know God here. If you're willing, friends, come and sit. Sit with me for a moment. And listen to what you know deeply inside, to what God is telling you. And then when you're ready, after you refreshed yourself, by this spring in the valley. Then ask God where to go from here.
discern God's voice from the many others calling. And then set forth in that direction, knowing that God is your constant companion. And for what it is worth, so am I. If you are in a time that you feel troubled in any way, whether it's something so overwhelming that you cannot imagine going on, or if it's something that you feel is so small that you're embarrassed somehow that it's hurting you this much, whatever it is, God is with you, and I am with you. And a way will open. And just as God created the river that flows out of even Eden to water over all the earth, so also did God send his son to provide life to all the earth? I think among the names we can call Jesus is life giver. Having skipped around a little bit, let's finish up our, our discussion with the Gospel of John. To me, this is another way of saying what we were just talking about. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the, and it says it, I like that it calls it out pretty plainly here in verse 9, the true light, which enlightens everyone. Jesus really is the truth and the way and the life. I might have mentioned it on this podcast before, but my son says that he has these glimpses of heaven, like these just flashes of pure joy, and everything in that moment, every sense is heightened, you know, and he remembers the details. Like if we're in the car, he remembers the way the sky looks through the windshield the particular pattern of the clouds, you know. And I think that sometimes the enlightenment of Christ comes like that. Like in a flash, everything just suddenly seems hyper real, um, supernaturally tangible and close. And I think that there is truth in those flashes. 
And there is truth in the valley. And there is the truth that just comes over the long time of relationship with Christ in the way that we come to know a close companion. I think that that God shares with us in many ways, that enlightenment comes in, in many forms. And I'm particularly right now in my personal life savoring the knowledge and love of Christ, the enlightenment, the illumination of my world that has come slowly, step by step. Sometimes I've really had to fight for it. And sometimes it's come quick like a flash. But it's that breath of over my life when I look over the expanse of my relationship with God at how beautiful and rich and textured and how it all it all has pattern and purpose and fits together you know from the my very first conception of God as a small child to um, you know those flashpoints of of knowing and just beyond a doubt of having the presence and then sometimes my human error and God's gentle guidance so whatever however God is showing up in your life right now I pray that that you may record like Mary did these things in your heart and that you hold on to the knowledge that God illuminates for you and that you know Christ both over time and instantaneously. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in their name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. We are friends. We are gathered here in the name of God. And yes, I'm, I'm kind of mixing up my pronouns all over the place, but the God who is one and three and all together, even across the, the distance and time, I do believe that in this moment, in these moments, <laughs> whenever it is that you're listening to this, that we are gathered together in the name of God and that there is beauty and wisdom and illumination and the power of Christ present with us. Amen. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit.
Amen. And I pray for all of you, my friends. That God's will and God's will alone be done in your lives and that you know the blessing of God's active involvement. Amen.